Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show here. And, uh, you know, it's about uh, 149 right now, and I am waiting for the, the Fed to update what they are going to be doing with this interest rate hike. And ultimately, we are uh, kind of in a pause until that time frame. Uh, the market's been a little quiet the last couple of days, and I think that's a lot to do with just waiting for this announcement here. Uh, so, you know, that the meeting is going to start at two, and uh, I'll probably hop over to that in a little bit and uh, cover exactly what's going on. But uh, as always, thank you guys for being here. And if you are not yet part of the community over there on Facebook, please go ahead and uh, follow the link down in the description to join up and uh, join the conversation as to what's going on over there. And, uh, you know, today we were talking a little bit about uh, this interest rate hike. Are we going or the, the Fed funds rate hike? Are we going to get that 75 basis points or are they going to go a little bit heavier and go to that full 100 basis point hike? Uh, and I know I'm, uh, sometimes I'm a moving target on, uh, you know, my thoughts and how they kind of change and evolve. The more I learn, the more I listen to, you know, different people, different stories and uh, kind of as everything unfolds. And I know I had said that, you know, go ahead and rip the bandaid off, get this done. Uh, I think I've kind of changed my stance on that. Uh, I think the Fed did react uh, very late. You know, they talked transitory for so long and uh, how this inflation was going to pass. Ultimately, they got that wrong. So I think they probably needed to stop the little baby steps uh, at first, just go heavier and ultimately try to catch up faster. But, uh, you know, now that we're seeing uh, inflation come down in some areas and then, you know, kind of persistent in others, you know, the food, the housing, uh, the shelter numbers, those numbers are still on the rise or just not cooling as fast as we'd like. And we do have the, some of those other uh, indicators coming back down. We've got the energy coming down, oil, gas coming down. And uh, ultimately, I don't know that if a, a 100 basis point move is, uh, is my prediction. I think I'm with the masses here saying uh, a 75 basis point move is probably a good way to go. I am currently on the, uh, the CME group, the Fed Funds Target Rate Tool or the Fed Watch Tool. And uh, 84% is saying that we're going to get that 75 basis point hike, 16% saying that full 100 basis point hike. So now I think that the market's going to kind of remain a little bit unchanged, maybe even go into rally mode if we get the 75, if we get that full 100 basis point um, bump up, I do think we're going to see some downside. I think we're going to see some more uh, panic selling, a little bit more overreaction to those extra 25 basis points. But, uh, you know, why did I change? What uh, What's going on that is really making me think, you know, now's the time uh, to really kind of cool down on on some of these aggressive, aggressive hikes? Well, we did see a lot of that inflation come out. You know, like I said, the oil, gas, energy, some of these different uh, driving factors that were going higher are coming down. Uh, you know, shipping costs are coming down. The, the containers from overseas to the U.S., those prices are way down. Uh, so I've seen a lot of these different numbers coming down. We've seen a lot of the volume when we were listening to that FedEx talk last week. 
basically pointing to the fact that things are cooling. Uh, so now I don't know that I want to see uh, this full on aggressive tone or, you know, the actions. They can have that aggressive tone. Uh, I think that is scaring a couple people from going out and spending more, uh, from job hopping, things like that to keep that wage growth under control. Because a lot of the the wage growth has been from people leaving a job, finding a new one, and you know just trying to get paid a little bit more at each stop along the way. But now I think a lot of the fear is that uh, if you're the new person at the job, you might be the first one to be let go. Uh, they're they're paying you more than what maybe what they were paying someone who's been there for ten years. And they don't want to keep you around if times are going to get tough. So that aggressive tone from the Fed, I think, has a couple people uh, certainly really reconsidering their move from being the new guy or, or new woman at a job. And ultimately, they're kind of slowing the, uh, the market down a bit that way as well. And I just got a message. Uh, I was actually talking to uh, a group member earlier. Uh, Glenn, he is going to be posting up in the group uh, to contact him for a free book. He's a actually writing a book about uh, financial literacy, kind of going from nothing to something. And uh, he's going to be posting that on Amazon later this month for uh, for sale. But he's giving us a uh, opportunity to read that book for free over there on the group. So if you uh, have not uh, joined the group again, go ahead, join. He's going to have that link. He just posted it. Uh, so I went ahead and told him, go ahead. I, I like the story. I like where he's at, where he's coming from, and ultimately, good luck to him. But uh, back to what I was saying here. So a lot of these different factors really have me thinking that um, things are going to be cooling down, and I don't really want to see that aggressive of uh, of the hikes coming and you know, try to navigate this soft landing as best we can. There's a, still a big macro picture out there as well. Uh, other economies are cooling. Europe's getting crushed with a lot of the different stuff going on uh, in Russia. Their uh, currencies are weaker. The dollar is still looking stronger. So we're still in that position of a little bit more power on that front. They've got the rising energy costs where ours are cooling. Uh, you know, Going into the winter, oil, gas, uh, natural gas is going to be through the roof over there. I do think we're probably going to see a little bit of a bump up uh, here in the States as well. So a lot of just different things going on out there that I'm not sure that we want to keep on, you know, raising these rates and uh, also making housing a little bit less affordable for people looking to start out. You know, rates are now over 6%. They're going to kind of keep continuing to go up. And uh, ultimately, I just think that's going to further the inflation cycle. The more that we're paying in interest, uh, you know, the less house you're going to be able to buy. And ultimately, a lot of people are going to be priced out of the market the more we raise these rates, especially that middle class first time buyer or even low income buyer. So I'm kind of nervous about that. I still think that the, the rich are going to get richer, the ones who already own the properties and they can now raise the rents. The rents have been going crazy. Uh, another big driver, that inflation. So if they know that uh, these first-time buyers or you know lower-income buyers can't afford to buy, they're going to be forced into the rents, and there's really not that much on the construction front because the builders don't want to build with high rates. So a lot of different problems out there, and I don't know that we want to just keep pushing it down the road, and ultimately, I think we're just going to kind of corner ourselves into a spot where you know the inflation still is is rolling up. 
but uh, you know the the middle class is going to get hit harder and harder the more we keep uh, running these rates up. So just a lot of different you know scenarios and situations that I don't really want to see us get into. Uh, also, don't want to see the unemployment numbers start spiking, people being out of work, and then we still have these rates that we have to kind of slowly cool, or it's going to be you know too much too soon. So there's just a lot of working pieces together that uh, I really want to see the Fed get this one right. I really want to see it be a softer landing. I do think that they were a little bit too late to the party. But uh, ultimately, we can kind of navigate going forward. And uh, I'm still thinking uh, Q2, 23, I'm thinking we're probably going to start seeing some rate cuts at that point, maybe Q3, and we're going to trend back down the other way. So again, I'm still going to dollar cost average into positions right now, knowing that uh, next year, uh, end of next year, we're, we're going to start seeing some of this uh, pressure on the market cooling. We're going to see these rates coming down. We should see some tech stocks coming back up. Uh, a lot of them, the big caps, the large caps are in a good position with the cash that they have on the balance sheet. But uh, a lot of the smaller ones are still, still you know, struggling pretty hard trying to borrow money and keep their business afloat through these times. So, uh, you know, we've also seen Kathy Wood doing a lot of different buying. She's been buying Unity Software. She's been buying DraftKings, uh, a bunch of different names. I mean, you can look at the ARC report uh, online. But uh, I do think that she's kind of positioning herself for that next year, too. And, you know, trying to, you know, build that position while things are down. Uh, I think she's down 50% in her ARK-K fund, the uh, the main fund that uh, most people are going to be investing with through the ARK ETFs. And for me, I still like the idea of investing into an ETF with uh, actively managed, you know, money managers in a lot of different businesses that I don't really know that well. Uh, so if I invest in ARK-K and they have, uh, you know, some different players, either uh, biogenomics or uh, AI or, you know, just all these little different startup companies that are really doing the future of uh, kind of technology in the world that we're going to be living in. Uh, I do think that it's a good way uh, to get exposure into these different markets without taking such risk of having that single stock exposure into companies that I'm not as familiar with. So, you know, yes, she had a great 2020. And now, you know, 21 and 22 have definitely been tough. But uh, I still think that that they have a great handle on the companies that they're looking at. They just don't have a handle on the market conditions that are out there. So I think it's a, a minor setback, major comeback. That's ultimately my long-term vision on a lot of the ARK ETFs. But uh, again, one that you could be buying now uh, if you're that kind of risk tolerance and it fits your portfolio needs in order to set you up for, you know, three to five years down the line. So take a look at what she's buying. See if any of those names really kind of intrigue you. You can cherry pick from the list of what they're buying or ultimately just buy the fund and then have uh, exposure to all of these different companies. And they're doing a lot of buying and selling on the regular. So uh, another way for you to, you know, kind of play some of the different trends that are out there without being so tied to single stock exposure. Uh, you can do the same thing with, uh, you know, the S&P 500 or the technology stocks or individual industries within the S&P or sectors within the S&P. So you just got to know what you're looking for, really the names that you want to play at any given point in time. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to see what the Fed's got to say. 
And uh, ultimately, I will be right back with uh, what's going on out there in Fedland. So stick around. I'll be uh, right back. All right, I'm back here on the show. And, uh, you know, if you guys have not yet uh, subscribed or uh, shared the podcast, I definitely appreciate that, uh, as well as joining up the group and uh, getting your votes in for the Let It Grow Investing Challenge uh, for 2022. Every week, we are buying a new stock. I'm putting in $200 of my own money into a name that the uh, the group picks uh, based on five different stocks or uh, ETFs, cryptos that I will put on uh, for a poll every week. It's always in the pinned comments, so it's right up top. Can't miss it. And uh, yeah, so if you could go ahead and get over there, vote up and uh, subscribe and share, that mean the world to me. But uh, so I was listening to Jerome Powell talk about the Fed funds rate. We did get that 75 basis point move. That's kind of what we thought we were going to get. That's uh, I guess I got one part of this equation right. But uh, the part that I was uh, not pre predicting was the fact that they are going to aim for the uh, the Fed funds rate to be about four and a half, four and a quarter to four and a half at the end of the year. Uh, in June, they predicted it at three and a quarter to three and a half. So they are still uh, looking to raise these rates more. And, uh, you know, they're trying to hit this moving target. So they are saying expected to go up a little bit higher than uh, previously anticipated. And then even close out 2023 at 45 to 4.75%. So more uh, more interest rate hikes. Uh, I was really saying Q2, Q3, we were going to be uh, maybe trending the other direction. Yeah, it doesn't look like that's going to happen now. It looks like they're trying to keep these rates up a little bit longer in order to fight the inflation. Uh, they're saying, you know, you could expect some uh, some slower wage growth, slower uh, uh Unemployment or employment numbers to be uh, going the opposite direction and just a little bit more pain out there, but that that pain is necessary in order to fight inflation and have price stability. Uh, so a lot of different moving things there and, uh, you know, just some of the different rates that they predicted now changed pretty drastically since June. So we're, we're really trying to get our, our heads around where we should be. Uh, you could certainly look at the two-year and 10-year. Those uh, treasury yields are going up. I believe they are at 11-year highs. And uh, we've certainly got to think about that when we're investing in dividend stocks versus getting some of these different bonds that might be paying a little bit more without the risk. And uh, ultimately, it just depends on where you're at, what your risk tolerance is, and uh, basically where you think we're going to go from here. So all different things that uh, might make sense for you to take a look at and really try to get a plan as to what you want your portfolio to look like. If bonds are going to be that thing for you, or if you really believe in a lot of these companies that uh, are paying a dividend, they're going to give you a little bit more room for growth on that. Uh, the stock price uh, going up, hopefully uh, at some point they got a, a transition back to some little bit more growth than the pain that we've been in. So that's kind of what happened and why the market is uh, selling off a little bit. We're down about uh, about 200 points on the Dow, 94 on the NASDAQ, and uh, well, now it's coming down a little bit, and uh, 22 on the S&P. So uh, we did hit some lows, and now we are bouncing back up, it looks like right now. But um, yeah, the, the 10 years at 3.58. I believe the two year is now over 4%, maybe 4.1. Uh, so that's definitely moved up pretty uh, substantially. So take a look at all the different options you got out there. If dividend stocks are still the right play for you, great. 
if you uh, want to be buying some uh, some bonds or some treasuries in order to get a little bit more safety, I completely understand that as well. But know your options out there before you start investing. Uh, so with that being said, you know we are uh, looking to add another stock to the Let It Grow uh, investing challenge for week 39, and we are getting close to the end of the year here. Uh, so I've got uh, five names. I've always got five names. And the uh, first one is going to be Coterra Energy. They are an oil and gas producer. They're going to be doing about 50% natural gas, 50% oil. Uh, so I thought maybe that would be a good one going into the end of the year. As I said earlier, I'm kind of thinking the oil prices and natural gas prices are going to spike during heating season. I think that's just kind of where the, uh, the cycle is going to be. And then uh, the next one was uh, UPS. You know, we came out last week with uh, FedEx citing all those different problems they had in their business, closing a lot of different locations, grounding planes, uh, cutting hours, slowing deliveries on Sundays. And, uh, you know, FedEx got punished uh, pretty bad. It was about 21% down on Friday. And uh, UPS took a little bit of that on the, uh, the pin action. So they did sell off as well. And uh, I think UPS is a more superior operator. And they aren't going through a CEO change. And, you know, the CEO at FedEx kind of came in guns blazing and said that, you know, we're going to increase buybacks. We're going to increase the dividend. We're going to do this, that, the other. And then one quarter later, we kind of scrapped a lot of those different plans. So um, hopefully UPS doesn't have that as well. But um, so number two is UPS. It's uh, still trading at a 14 times PE multiple. You're getting a dividend of about 3.4%. And, uh, you know, the, the chart five year looks all right as well. So that one's definitely moved up uh, over time. And uh, I think it's going to keep on continuing to do that as well. Uh, analysts on this one are saying we've got about 17% uh, upside. And you have that, uh, that dividend as well. So that's definitely nice. And then uh, number three, we've got... Uh, Ticker is uh, HAS for Hasbro. The thought here is going into the end of the year, we're going to see some rallies from uh, some of these different, uh, you know, toy and game stocks that uh, ultimately are going to be doing well into the holiday season. Kind of the same thing with UPS. Their uh, their volumes are going to spike closer to the holidays as well. Uh, so Hasbro is that same kind of thesis going into year's end. And uh, they are, where are we trading right now? Let's do a quick checkup. Trading at a 19 times PE, 3.7% dividend. And uh, analyst research on this one, we've got about 23% of upside. Uh, so, you know, we've got 26% uh, of upside with the dividend uh, roped in there as well. Next one is going to be number four, uh, Alphabet, or uh, the ticker here is G-O-O-G-L for Google. And they are actually trading cheaper than Hasbro. They are trading at an 18 times PE. They've uh, certainly come down from a much higher PE, a lot more attractive of a, a price here. And they also have about 42% of an upside, uh, according to 31 different analysts. So that one has certainly got a lot of upside, a lot of different things that are going to be driving their business from uh, advertising, device sales, new uh, equipment. We got a lot of different storage that uh, people are spending more and more on in that services kind of category. Uh, you've got a lot of different things that they're doing. YouTube, while it's slowed, I still think that they are selling more of the subscriptions to some of the premium tier offerings. So a lot of different reasons to like Google. 
And uh, I do think that they have a good handle on what's going on for the future. They might have a little bit of slowdown in advertising if we do have a, a real uh, long-term recession. So that is certainly a risk out there for Google, but a lot of different things going in their direction. Uh, and I one that I think will survive the test of time going forward. And then number five, you know, we've, uh, we added this one week one and, uh, is it time to add it again? We've got, uh, Nvidia ticker NVDA and, uh, according to 32 analysts on this one, we've got about 52.8% of upside. So the largest upside of the group, uh, it's certainly sold off. There's certainly been problems in, uh, you know, laptop sales, uh, mining for crypto has certainly slowed down. And then with uh, Ethereum being proof of stake now, we don't really have the uh, the need for the, the chips that are going to do the mining for Ethereum. And uh, so there are some, some risks there. I do think long-term uh, AI, the self-driving cars, a lot of the different gaming is still there. And uh, it might be in a little bit of a lull because everyone loaded up uh, in 2020, 2021 on different chips, different uh, computer items and things like that. But ultimately, I do think NVIDIA is one of the best of the best when it comes to the chip stocks. Uh, and their PE is high. It's trading at a 43 times multiple. But, uh, you know, traditionally, it trades a lot higher. So um, still got a lot of upside. We still got a lot of different business that they are in, a lot of different uh, levers that they can pull in order to uh, make more money, uh, come up with new products. And ultimately, a lot of different lanes that they can drive down in order to see their growth uh, kind of keep rolling up. So again, we've got uh, Coterra Energy, uh, oil, natural gas play, UPS for shipping into the holiday season, Hasbro uh, for games into the uh, the holiday season, Google as they are at a one-year low. Uh, I think that could be a good time to get uh, into a position in Google and NVIDIA. Uh, on their chip business, also at a one-year low, but uh, could be a good point to add to this one now that we've been beaten up since uh, week one on this name. Uh, so go ahead, get get over there to uh, Let It Grow Investing on Facebook, get your votes in for one of these five stocks for the week, and uh, yeah, get caught up on the different information that we're sharing over there. Uh, another shout out to Glenn for sharing his uh, book on the uh, Facebook page. And go ahead and comment. He will. Uh, he can DM you the uh, the link to the uh, to the book, and uh, understand that he just doesn't want to have a bunch of bots or people, you know, clicking on his link and sharing uh, his free code. So ultimately, he'd rather DM the people uh, from the group the code. So if you want to uh, reach out to him, he'd be glad to share it. And uh, with that being said, that's what I got for you guys this week. It's uh, it's been a tough one for me. But uh, we're going to keep going one step forward at a time and ultimately get to where we want on that uh, path to financial freedom. So thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening in. And uh, I'll catch you guys on the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on eTrade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. 
and a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.